0: Welcome to an instant reaction of the five-star zone from this past weekend. And man, if you were a half, you were loving life. And if you were a half not, things only got worse. And speaking of halves, um, you know what? I got to give props to JJ McCarthy. He went on the road, big test in Iowa. He and Jim Harbaugh had the game plan that you had to have. <clears throat> I was wondering how the young man would be able to handle going on the road to a place where Jim Harbaugh even said, this is a place where top five teams go to die. Michigan's game plan and JJ was patience. Take what you can get. Don't try to go over the top. Don't try to get the big play and let's just wear Iowa down. That's exactly what Michigan did to the point where they just really dominated. Don't look at the last 14 points that Iowa scored they were up like what and and it wasn't even close. Iowa comes back and you know they they hit a couple of touchdowns late but Michigan had this thing rolling. McCarthy just looked very poised. Not having to run around, not having to do a bunch of things, but he played a great game plan. I I got to give the young man credit for that. That that's exactly how you defeat this Iowa team. Because everybody knew that they didn't have any offense, and you you had to be patient because they have an opportunistic defense. J.J. goes in there. And he gets the job done. Uh, 18 of 24. He only threw for 155 yards, but it was the way that he controlled the tempo of the game. This was going to be a grinded-out type of thing. You turn around. You hand the ball off to Blake Corum. I mean, it was kind of cool. I mean, he hits to tight end a uh, schooner maker. He used him a lot. They had... Uh, Edwards made it back in the game. It wasn't a sexy game. This wasn't a game where you use like, oh my God, did you see this fantastic play? But this was more of a a savvy game that 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 a veteran quarterback makes. So that's what makes it so impressive that JJ was able to go in there as a true freshman road game, his very first game on the road, and, and get the job done. So I want to just give him his props for that. It was, like I said, great plan for Jim Harbaugh. Ohio State. I mean, what can you say? They toyed with Rutgers. They went out there. They beat Rutgers forty-nine to ten. And let's face it, it probably wasn't even that close. I think the most fight that you saw in that game was between the two coaches off the fake punt. And you know, according to Ryan Day, he didn't call the fake punt. The punter just kind of saw that there was nobody standing there. And if that's the case, I I I can't sit here and get angry because Rutgers quit on a play and the punters saw an opportunity. That's what you want from your special teams. Lord knows there's enough blunders going on in special teams that when somebody actually does something well, you got to go ahead and give them their props. Ohio State is, it, I mean, guys, let's face it. They're a flat-out machine. And the thing is, they're doing this without arguably one of the best wide receivers in the nation, and Jackson Smith Najigba. the Jigba, who still hasn't played? Uh, Stroud went out there, did Stroud like things, and I mean, I mean, it's just almost a, just an embarrassment of riches at running back that Mayan Williams goes out there, and it was his day to almost get 200 yards rushing. The Ohio State, man, I, I think that you can go ahead and pencil them into the college football playoffs. Because they are truly one of the best teams. And right now, I would say they're one of the best two teams because Georgia is slipping. Don't know if you saw much of that game. I know we don't do a ton of SEC. But my man Kenny Cott can't be happy because I know he wasn't all the text messages I got over Saturday. Georgia, I thought I was talking with uh, Mike Villeneuve, my co-host. I thought maybe Georgia was just bored. I thought maybe Georgia is just focused on, you know, going back to the SEC championship game and the playoffs. Georgia struggled. Georgia barely won a game. And I think if they weren't Georgia, we would all have concerns. I don't know quite what's going on with this team, but I say all that to say Ohio State right now is one of the best two teams along with Alabama. Have-nots. Oh, by the way, Minnesota – Minus Mo Ibrahim, not a very good team. Aiden O'Connell shows up for Purdue. Purdue wins 20-10. to 10. Um, Penn State got caught up in the rain. They, they, got, they got the residual effect that I thought Michigan State was going to have against Maryland from Hurricane Ian. It ended up floating over Happy Valley instead of College Park. Penn State turned the ball over 10 times. They still beat Northwestern 17-10. to 10. I mean, five times. Penn State turned the ball over five times and won 17 to 10. That's how bad Northwestern is. Speaking of bad, you got to look at Michigan State. You got to look at Maryland. Maryland comes out there and wins. For Michigan State, this is the ultimate head scratcher, and this is probably going to be the bulk of this podcast. I don't know where the problem is because – Honestly, as many people calling for Scotty Hazelton's head, for many people saying the defense was so bad, the defense was this, the defense was that. If you had to grade this game, the defense actually would have the better grade of the 3 facets of uh over offense and over special teams. Defense came out and held them to 27 points and really it was it was almost what they, they didn't allow a touchdown in the second half. Maryland kicked two field goals. They kept them out of the end zone. For as many times you got to bash the defense and bash Scotty Hazleton, you got to give them a little bit of credit. Michigan State came out there. They tried new players. They tried new defenses. Actually saw a couple stunts. Um, Maryland started the game off, and it looked like they were just going to go right down the field. Uh, uh, Mangum, Jaden Mangum, Jerry Mangum went in there and played uh, starting safety. They had, like I said, they moved new people around, they ran different types of defenses. And I would simply say this after watching this game, it's a catch 22 because I look at, I, I start to wonder now is, is Hazelton, does he deserve? The time that Pat Narduzzi got. I say that to say, and we all know when Pat Narduzzi started as a defensive coordinator, everybody hated him. Michigan State couldn't defend the wheel route. Teams just would it, it was it was frustrating to be a Spartan fan. And Narduzzi kept saying, I need my players here. And I'm wondering. I, I look at this defense and once again, God bless Cal Halliday and Ben Van Summeren. But when they're your linebackers, you're you're not going to get a lot done. Michigan State's very thin at the linebacking core. You got to wonder what happens when they actually get some players. The only thing that keeps me from fully buying into this, though, people, history has shown me Scotty Hazleton is only once in his career, and I was believe that was at Wyoming, had a top 25 defense once. So history says – even if he gets the Jimmys and the Joes, it won't be a lights-out defense where Michigan State can do something. I'll, I'll simply say this. If if they just had an okay defense, just, just an okay defense, you probably got two more victories. You know, I don't think Washington just runs down the field and jumps up on you that quickly. And I think you probably win this game at Maryland with just an okay defense. I don't know, but I do know this. The offense struggled. Um, Peyton Thorne, he went out there, but God bless him. His receivers let him down. He was 27 for 44, but so many dropped passes, including from Jaden Reed, who's that's, that's his ace. I, I, everybody kind of seemed off. I don't know if the receivers were just overthinking, trying to do too much, but they, they, they let Peyton Thorne down. They let the offense down in this game especially on a lot of key third down drives where they just couldn't hold on to the ball. Offense, really bad. Special teams, I don't know what the game plan is because it ain't like the NFL where you can just go out there and you can get a a free agent kicker. You're kind of stuck with the people that you have. But the kicking game at MSU, I, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, they went out with the transfer and Ben Patton. He came in, he tried to kick a field goal that didn't work. Um, they, then they had a, a bad snap on a field goal. Can't blame the kicker on that. Then they bring Jack stone in and he misses a field goal as well. I hate to say it, when you're as bad as Michigan state, when you're struggling, you got to be able to get points wherever you can, and you would like to think that you can at least collect those three points. They can't. They can't rely on their kickers, which means from here on out, maybe you just line up and you just start going for two and start going for a little bit more, a la what you see with the Lions and Dan Campbell, knowing that you your weakness is that kicker. You don't have one. One's a transfer, one's a true freshman, and I don't think there's confidence in either one. If that game would have come down, to you know, a final drive, I have no doubt in my mind Mel Tucker would have lined up and just said, we're going for it. I'm keeping my best players out on the field. I do not trust my kickers. I wouldn't if I was him because it was just that bad. Special teams let MSU down. The offense let the Spartans down. In a game where the defense, and this is sad, but when the, when the defense holds a team to 27 points, when the defense holds a team to zero touchdowns in the second half, You would think that this would be a game on the road that the Spartans could win. There was no inclement weather in that game. It was just they couldn't get the job done. That's a problem. That's a major problem that when when your defense holds people out of the end zone, you never sniffed anything. Not a field goal, not a touchdown in the second half. You scored all your points then, and that was it. So I don't know what happens next. Ohio State rolls in. I think if you're a Spartan fan, you know what that means. It's going to be a lot of OHIO ringing throughout the stadium because Ohio State fans are going to buy up all the tickets. That's just what they end up doing. Uh, Finally, and it's funny, Evan, we normally put these things out and breaking news happens. I was going to put it out yesterday, and then all of a sudden, Wisconsin lowered the boom. And there there have been rumors, you know, maybe it's time to move on from Paul Chris. Wisconsin fired him middle of the season, and it was like, are, are you serious? But, yeah, Wisconsin fired their coach. Leonard, the defensive coordinator, will take over as the interim head coach, and I got to think that he's going to become the head coach because I think he was going to get a job somewhere, and I, Wisconsin just said, you know what, rather than have him leave and go to a Nebraska or someplace else, why don't we just keep or Colorado, how about we just keep him at home, So, yeah, Paul Chris, the latest coach to get fired, along with the Colorado coach over the weekend. A lot of it, I think, came with the fact that former Wisconsin coach Brett Bielema went into Wisconsin and showed Wisconsin what they used to look like. Illinois dominated the game. Illinois had their way with Wisconsin at home. Chase Brown, another... 100-plus game, he had 130 yards. Illinois, yeah. Okay, stop me when you've heard this. Wisconsin at home had a total of two rushing yards. Two. That gets you fired. If you're Wisconsin, you're known for cheese and big offensive linemen. They still got cheese, but their O-line sucks. That's how you get fired, especially when you're it's like, you know, seeing your ex and, you know, she looks a lot better than your current. And it kind of makes you look at your current and say, well, why are we together? Yeah. Brett Bielema went in there and out Wisconsin, Wisconsin. They weren't going to have it. And consequently, Wisconsin ends up firing their coach. So I don't think that's going to be a job opening because I I think that Leonard keeps that job. I think that he's going to be the guy, Wisconsin. He's always been that hot defensive coordinator name. Wisconsin has a defense, but they've they've just kind of wasted it all of these years. So I I think that it's going to be interesting to see where they go next. But, yeah, Chris gone at Wisconsin. So it was uh, quite a weekend in the the Big Ten. And, oh, by the way, got to give them props. Nebraska the interim coach gets his first win in a game against Indiana so that's your instant reaction um halves look like haves. have-nots look like have-nots and I don't think the Big Ten is going to really be that competitive the wild card team I still don't know what Penn State is I guess we'll find out when they go to Ann Arbor in two weeks against Michigan but they've never fared well in Ann Arbor against Michigan so I don't think that Michigan's going to lose that game as well. Anyway, uh, Rico Beard, thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone Instant Reaction.